Hi, and welcome to Whole Heart Transformation. I am Melissa Alguera, your personal identity life coach. Let's go to the podcast. Hey guys, welcome to Whole Heart Transformation. Today I want to talk about a weird phenomenon of how things pass down generationally and not necessarily things like all the big things like, you know, addictions or, you know, things that we, that things that are very, very harmful, like abuse, but even things that are small and minuscule and how and why they pass down. So let's get into it. Okay. Think about how you internalize situations as an adult where maybe you feel insignificant when you're with another person or a certain type of person. Maybe you feel insecure when you go into specific situations. Like one thing I used to feel really insecure about was going into the grocery store by myself. I would feel really insecure to walk in, get my stuff and go to the cashier for a specific reason, because I felt like maybe I would make some sort of mistake and I wouldn't be okay if I made a mistake. And I didn't understand why. I just thought that I had some level of social anxiety. And as I became curious and started doing this healing work, I realized, oh my gosh, the way that I grew up set me up to internalize myself and life a certain way. And the places that I didn't heal myself, I passed on certain internal narratives to my own children. And now I'm working to undo some of that, but it's taking time because I didn't have the tools or the reality or the understanding that what I was doing was passing these things down. I was just doing what I thought. And so think about it from this way. So think about the times where if you have kids, you can really understand this. And if you don't have kids, I'm sure you've heard your friends or other people or even your parents say to you things like, I, at one moment, just literally saw myself saying or doing the very thing that my parent said or did to me that I hate. And I don't want to be like my parent. And so a lot of people try to use willpower to stop being like their parent, but find themselves being exactly like them. They find that they are no different than their parents. Maybe they don't do the the really hard, painful things like abuse or whatever. Like maybe they don't cross, maybe you don't cross some of those lines like your parents did, but you find yourself saying things, believing things very similarly to what your parents did. And the reason for that is because whatever our parents were not aware of in themselves that were unhealthy, whatever your parents' trauma was that they didn't deal with, their parents didn't deal with, becomes internalized in the body. And then we project that out onto our children without realizing it. So now we're passing down generational beliefs generational trauma. And we don't even realize that we're doing this. We, we, um, are passing down internalized thinking. And that's because we have repetition when we're parenting. So if I believe about myself that I'm unworthy and I project unworthiness onto my child, because I'm not aware that I feel unworthy, or I'm not aware that in the moments that I'm feeling that deep unworthiness or shame, 
and my kids come in the room and like it activates, like I want them to move away from me for whatever reason, because I feel shame or I'm feeling unworthy or I'm having anxiety or, or pressure or whatever. Um, now I'm going to project unworthiness onto them. I'm going to project shame onto them because now I want them out of my space and they don't know why I want them out of my space. I just need space. And so here's how the cycle tends to go when we are passing things down and we are unaware of it. So how do we stop this generational pain or internalized beliefs or whatever from passing down that that belongs to us as parents? Um, how do we stop this cycle of passing down shame of the generations before? Because this is this is truth. Like this, this absolutely happens. I was even thinking, and maybe I mentioned this in my last one, but I used to really struggle with people asking me questions in moments of um, stress because for some reason, well, okay. So I, I got, uh, I would be like very frustrated people asking me questions in the middle of stress. So let's say we're working on a project and I'm getting a lot of questions. I would feel like it was combative, but I didn't realize that that's what I was feeling. And I didn't know why I felt it was combative. Well, then as I started to dig in, have conversations with my parents, I realized that this was something that was in my upbringing with my parents. Like there was the same thing that would happen. So like I would ask my parents something and they would be defensive with my questions because they thought I was being combative, but I wasn't being combative. I was really just trying to understand and so then that led to a level of shame for myself where I felt like asking questions was like either dumb or not something that you could do. And then, so then when people would come at me because I internalized that for myself, then now I'm thinking that people subconsciously are being combative with me and not genuinely curious. And so as I was like, I, I just remember like that reality, like, oh my gosh, I am doing exactly what happen in my childhood with my parents. Like I am now repeating this with my parents. And so when my kids would come and ask me why I'd get mad, I'd be like, well, like, just stop asking me, you know? And then I started to realize, oh my gosh, like I'm having a trigger out of this space. So instead of being angry with them after I started to heal that part of me, and it's still in process. I mean, this, this is, you know, years that I had of this being internalized of questions being, not okay to ask. Um, and so as I've worked on that, I can tolerate more with my kids because I've built internal capacity and space in myself to be able to, to know that, okay, they're not trying to be combative. They're actually wanting to really understand why it is. Um, and then there's times where I'm like, okay, like we don't need to go through all the questioning right now. We can talk about this later or whatever, like where it's actually appropriate to have those questions because they really want to know versus if they are trying to be combative and, and, and being okay with both spaces and not having a trigger of my own based on their questions. And so that's taken some time. So we have to be curious about ourselves. And a lot of times people, they are not curious about their children and how their children are triggering their own pain. They just think the problem is the child. And that's one of the reasons why generational stuff gets passed, because when we're looking at the child and we're saying, oh, you're the problem, like you're the one who's causing me to feel this way. 
now we become a victim of our children. And it's kind of weird. Like, how can we be a victim of our children? And, and it does, you know, people say this all the time. Um, obviously I'm talking about young kids. If you, if you are a mom of like a, a large teen and there is abuse or something, obviously that's a little bit different. Um, but I'm talking about as a general rule, when our kids are little or like, you know, there's not abuse or anything like that that's happening. But I'm talking about, you know, when when we think that our kids are the problem, instead of being like, why are why am I responding so strongly? And self-reflection comes from childhood. So if we don't um, have anyone who's curious with us or has a level of self-reflection, towards us, then we won't be able to self-reflect ourselves. We won't be able to look and say, hmm, I wonder what's happening inside of me that is causing me to respond that way. Um, and why is it that, you know, when this is presented this way now with the kit, with my child, this becomes a place of like, I have no capacity for what's happening in, in my child. And so we have to start that process of curiosity. This is the same in relationships. Like if I'm in a relationship with somebody and I'm becoming severely triggered by their responses or how they show up, and I'm not curious as to why I'm this triggered or this this feels so, so deep, then I will end up projecting and saying like, you're the problem. It's you that needs to change instead of saying, okay, what? What am I in control of with myself and what am I responsible for? And that leaves us in a state of powerlessness when we are not able to do that. We are powerless to whoever is in front of us. We are powerless to how another person responds. And this is where even boundaries comes into play. Like if I am powerless, then I don't have any boundaries to change the dynamic that doesn't work for me. And it's really important to understand this because at the end of the day, like everybody's going to choose how they're going to behave and respond. But my responses, how I show up to life is my responsibility. I'm the only person responsible for that. And, you know, with my kids or my spouse or whoever else, how they show up um, when they're when they are adults is their choices. But when my kids or your kids are young, we have a responsibility to help them internalize themselves in a healthy way. And we are responsible, whether you like it or not. And I wanna be really strong on this. Whether you like it or not, you are responsible for how your child internalizes themselves and life. You are responsible for that. You can't say, oh, I did the best that I could. And like, at the end of the day, that's that. Obviously, there are a lot more skills and tools that we have now. There's a lot more understanding but if you know that there's tools out there and you've done nothing about it, you are responsible for how your children will internalize and carry on generational pain. You are responsible for that. And that's a harsh reality. Now, I understand back in the day, there was not the resources that we have now, not access to it. So we are in a generation of great information, wealth 
And we have so much scientific proof now that you can heal the brain. You can have new neural pathways and dissolve the old ones that cause things that you don't like. You can change and heal and grow, but you are responsible to change that generational pain. And even if your children are grown and you have gone through the process already of child rearing and it's over, you still are responsible to change and you still can be a catalyst for generational healing. And here's how I know, because even our adult children could use ownership for how they've been harmed by our lack of awareness, how our lack of awareness has brought trauma to them and how you've passed on generational stuff, you can still own and change and heal and grow and, and provide to your grandchildren a parent that can now self-reflect. You know, it's, it's, if they're raising children now, your, your children are raising children now and you come to them and you can own your space of how you were harmful and how you weren't able to show up in a healthy way or show up for your children in an emotionally supportive way, you can be a catalyst for change. Now you can show your kids a new way of being. So there is no more excuses in this sense. Like, and, and obviously like change does take time, you know, the two centimeters of growth in our brain and new change and shifting and all that, that takes time. The problem is not the time. The problem is the inability to move towards the work of doing the healing to provide generations with new, um, impacts of life, new, uh, like a fresh start, you know, like giving the generations a fresh start. And that's what I want for my kids. And this is why I do this work because I've seen change in myself. I've seen change in my husband through the work that I do. And I've seen many, many clients have literal changes and healing. I mean, it's, it's wild. It's wild what I've seen. And now I'm doing a training for coaches to be able to learn this modality because it works. It works to heal generations. Now, is it overnight? No, it's not overnight. But is it something that you can work towards and heal? Yes. Will you be able to get to all of the generational healing with your life? I don't know. Like, that's up to you. That's up to the work that you're willing to do. And that's up to the work that your children are willing to do if they're adults, you know, like this is, this is going to have to have a, a ripple effect over time. So with all of that being said, where are you at when it comes to how you're showing up as a parent or even for yourself? Like the internal voices that you have, where is that coming from? Are you doing the self-reflective work to understand yourself? And to stop projecting your pain out onto other people. I understand if you've gone through betrayal, that is the level of pain that has been caused to you. And I'm not dismissing that at all, but we still have to take ownership of our healing. We are responsible for our healing. No one else can heal us. We have to take ownership for ourselves because we're worth it. And we have to know that we're worth it. And so bit by bit, digging through the mud, pursuing the healing, pursuing relationships to provide that healing, that is going to get us to the place that we want to be eventually. I hope that this has given you some insight onto why you might be doing what you're doing in your parenting or why you might be doing what you're doing in relationships. You deserve to heal and grow and change. Thanks for listening. If you have found today's podcast helpful, please like, subscribe, and share. 
If you are interested in coaching with me, go to www.identitylife.coach. And you can also find me on Instagram, identity.life.coach. Thank you.